Alright guys, welcome back to the FitEx podcast. This is the podcast that is all about fitness experiences and it's designed to help you feel motivated and inspired when it comes to your health and fitness goals. So in today's episode, we are on episode 8 and in today's episode, we're going to be going over restrictive dieting and why it might not be the greatest avenue to go down. Now, as always, as I like to say at the start of these podcasts, I really do hope you find the past couple of weeks enjoyable and quite educational, hoping you find in some tips and some pointers and some things that you can throw into your own diet and training to make sure that you are progressing okay so as i said today's episode episode 8 is going to be all about restrictive dieting now i recently done a post on instagram talking about why restricted dieting can quite be can be quite negative particularly when it looks at a behavioral standpoint now this topic this that article came to mind from my psychology days so i've done psychology for 6 years now I've done it three years at A-level and I've recently just finished um, a degree as well, a three-year-long degree. So it's still quite fresh in my head and I remember this one study that, that comes up over and over again, especially when you look at behavioural behavioral psychology and eating behaviours of people. And the name of the actual researcher always slips my mind, so I apologise that I don't know the, the name of the researcher. But essentially, it's it's a study that involves two separate groups of people. There's a group of people that would class themselves as restricted dieters. So those who are on a diet, they're watching the food, they're tracking the calories, they're being very wary of the foods to eat. And then there is another group of people that's like a group of people that they're not really bothered about the type of foods they eat, they're not on a diet, they just eat food they like as and when. And they were both positioned in a scenario where they were allowed to eat as much ice cream as they wanted in a given amount of time. Now... Cutting without going into too much detail about the results, essentially what happened was it was those that would class themselves as restrictive dieters, so those who had this this behaviour about them that they couldn't eat certain foods, they they had to stick to certain things, they were actually the ones that ate more ice cream than those who wouldn't class themselves as dieters, which is a little bit backwards when you think about it. Those who are actually trying to diet, trying to be more smart and pick healthier options, be better with the food choices. They overate more ice cream in a given time frame than those who aren't bothered about the foods that they eat. And it was essentially the the psychologist named it the what the hell effect. Now, it's essentially where those dieters, those people who found that uh, they were putting those restrictions on themselves once they had a taste of the ice cream so they got that taste back because they've been so restrictive on themselves for such a long period of time that this what the hell effect they thought once they had one spoonful or a couple of spoonfuls they thought oh what the hell I've ruined my diet I might as well go to town and next thing you know they've absolutely demolished the whole entire tub or x amount of ice cream and that's where the whole idea behind that written article that I put on Instagram come from the moment you put some form of restriction on yourself and you say to yourself, you can't have this, you can't have that, you are more likely than not going to be thinking about that certain food over and over and over again because it's fresh on your mind. It's something that you said you can't have at all. And because you can't have it, you want it even more. It's like that common thing where people say, don't think of a polar bear. And then the first thing you think of is a polar bear. The moment you say, don't think of something, you think of it straight away. And it's that that scenario, it's that thing that occurs with a lot of people when it comes to restrictive dieting. And that is probably the main downfall that a lot of people do. They set their goals extremely strict and extremely harsh, strict 
from the get-go and they've never had any days or any experience of dieting at all. And again, I've experienced this myself. I went from eating whatever I wanted to imposing some strict rules on myself and somehow, somewhere, I had the, the willpower to, 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 to stick to it because the rules I imposed on myself were not very friendly rules. They were very, very strict with the foods I ate, very regimented, and that's just something that worked for me. But eventually, and I think this will happen to everyone, you, you eventually give in. That could be in a couple of months' time, it could be in a day's time, it could be in years down the line, depending on the person. But more likely than not, eventually when you impose those strict rules on yourself, there will come a bit of a tipping point, a bit of a breaking point, where you open the floodgates and you think, what the hell, like that those psychologists suggest, and you just go to town, and you haven't really established any good behaviours surrounding food. Your relationship might be a little bit skewed because you have this concept of... These are good foods, these are bad foods, I can only have good foods, I can't have bad foods unless I'll put on weight or put on body fat, which in a sense I do see where people come from when it comes to that, but again as we talked about in many other episodes, calories are king, so if you can really get your head around that and understand moderation, you're in a much, much better mindset. So... When it comes to this restrictive dieting, as you can probably tell, imposing these rules upon yourself might not be the smartest route to go. If you're somebody that is first getting into dieting or you're midway through and these rules that you give yourself, say if you've said, I don't want to drink for a month or I don't want to eat any biscuits ever again for the next couple of months. Now, you need to evaluate those little rules and restrictions and goals that you set for yourself and actually ask yourself, are they too harsh? Now, Would you be better off saying to yourself, right, say we use chocolate as an example, because this is quite a good one. So some people might cut out chocolate because they feel as though that is the reason why they're putting on weight and they'll see that as an unhealthy food and go, if I get rid of that, I'll lose weight. Now, if you got rid of chocolate and you were a person that ate chocolate quite often, you're probably, you're going to drop your calories, which is going to make you lose weight. But if chocolate is something you really, really, really enjoy and it's something that you crave often, completely getting rid of it out of your diet and being very restrictive on that certain food will make you want it more and more and more. So if you're going to completely get that out, there will come a tipping point where you'll just go, fucking I'm having as much chocolate as I can here, which is going to tip your calories way over and probably put you in an even worse position when it comes to weight loss. Now, flip that on its head. Would you be better off factoring a little bit of chocolate into your day every single day, keeping within your calorie limit, keeping within, still keeping your exercise in, keeping within your calorie limit and having that little bit of chocolate every day, you are more likely going to be less likely to binge out on chocolate because you, you're satisfying that craving on a regular basis. You're not waiting to the weekend and then being a weekend warrior and absolutely hammering and nailing loads of junk food because you've been completely restrictive Monday to Friday, which is probably what a lot of people do. A lot of people will go Monday to Friday, super, super strict, super, super healthy. Then when it comes to the weekend, they think, what the hell, I'm going to have absolutely everything and they've just thrown five days of dying completely out the window. So, If you are one of those people, evaluate your rules, evaluate your rules and evaluate your diet and see if it is overly restrictive. If I'm working with clients, I don't really set any rules straight away. I just look at their diet. I give them a calorie guideline at first for what I think will suit them based on their weight and activity level. And then from there, we can assess the foods that they eat and have a little look at what they eat on a regular basis. Is the certain foods that are maybe sending their calories way over that we can control? So... 
that's what you need to do. You need to identify those foods that may be sending you over so that you can control them and get them into a more more of a, a moderation throughout your diet and I think that'll be a lot better for a lot of people because you're not being overly restrictive on yourself you're not setting these goals that ultimately you probably won't achieve which when you don't achieve them you'll think this whole dieting and fitness thing isn't for you and that you can't do it when the reality is everybody can do it anybody can do it so long as they have a little bit of wits about them a little bit of guidance and the smart about it the smart and the clever and the willing to just make small tweaks and be patient with it So just to finish off this podcast, I want to leave you with some tasks to go away and do that should hopefully get you out of this restrictive dieting mindset. So task number one, if you haven't already, and I bang on it loads, so you're probably sick of me saying it, but track your calories, okay? Track them, track them, track them. Be honest and be accurate so you know exactly what you're taking in. Right, from there, look at some of the foods that maybe you know aren't the healthiest choices, but you enjoy them and they sort of take up a lot of your diet. Instead of eradicating them, find a way to reduce the portion or reduce the frequency that you have them within a week, okay? And then for the other task, I want you to look at foods that maybe you have already removed and foods that you really, really enjoy and crave on a regular basis and see if you can incorporate them in small, moderate amounts into your diet that will help you crave them less and ultimately make you more likely to stick to your diet for a longer period of time, all right? So those three tasks, track your calories if you haven't already. Make sure that you can reduce the amount of uh, foods that are already in your diet that maybe are unhealthy and you overeat on. Just reduce the amount of them so you can still keep them in there but just not have as much of them and then uh, task number three is to look at foods that maybe you have already removed go back in there have a little look and see if you can incorporate them back into your diet in small amounts small ways to make your diet overall more sustainable and something that you'll enjoy to do for a longer period of time So as always guys, I really do hope you enjoyed this podcast, I actually really enjoyed going over this one, especially bringing in the psychology elements into that, so if there's anything that you'd like to see like that again, please don't hesitate to let me know, be sure to follow me on any form of social media, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and if you could all do me a big favour and get this podcast out there to as many friends or family or anybody who you think would benefit from this, you could maybe screenshot this podcast, post it on your story on Instagram and tag me in it, that'll be lovely to see. So, as always, I thank you all for watching and I shall see you all in the next episode.